Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again into the studios here in KCLR for Come On Kind. We are on season four. This is episode 22, and I am delighted to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mrs. Anya Farrell. Good evening, Anya. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I wish sure we're all right. Look, we missed the news at uh, the full-time broadcast at nine o'clock, but your own is sorting it all out for us now, to be fair to him. It was seven o'clock. Se- what did I say? Nine Ah, here. You see, this is the problem. Seven o'clock. I'm even <laughs> two hours ahead of myself at this stage I wish I was in Spain or somewhere two hours ahead of myself Anya it has been a busy weekend mm-hmm. we were obviously in UPMC Nolan Park last Saturday it was the meeting of Kilkenny and Tipperary yes. you forgetting who they were playing there for a minute <laughs> um, classic game yeah. uh, two teams that bring out the best in one another not the best to start for Kilkenny has to be said Tipperary started very very well and within two minutes had a goal on the board down to a slight little mistake, but the backs came to terms with things. Mm-hmm. And by the 11th minute, Kilkenny had their first goal on the scoreboard itself with Denise Gall. That was due to a mistake down the other end of the field. Yep. But overall, was it a fair result? Do you know what? I think for both teams, I suppose they put in a, like you know a really good display of camogie. And you're right, you can see like the performance is certainly up. And I feel like whenever you know Kilkenny come up against a, a good a good opposition, they always up their game. And I think you know you'd have to give hats off to Tipperary. They stuck by Kilkenny. They stuck to their game plan. And you know they got after an absolutely blistering start. But I feel like once Kilkenny kind of got to grips of the grips of that, you know Kilkenny really started to showcase their skill and their talent. And exactly what that's exactly what they did. Um, but yeah, you know, it was a really, really good game. And I think, to be fair, I suppose the way it kind of worked out with the quarterfinals, you know, Group 2 being pulled out to go into the quarter, to go into a quarterfinal, yeah, it probably was a fair result. Not, neither team gained nor neither team lost, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, you but, and me were watching the draw live yeah. above in the VIP room in UPMC in Olin Park. And while we probably thought to ourselves, OK, this is great because Kenny could maybe do it another game. Yeah. We've heard Brian saying it in the previous interviews. He would like to have the team playing week on, week off, yep. you know, etc. Um, builds momentum. Mm-hmm. If you're Tipperary though and you're topping your group and you're after drawing with Kilkenny, um, you're nearly livid that you're coming yep. out in a quarter final. Still, that was the way it was done. Yep. Galway and Waterford straight through to the semi-finals. So the draw was actually done. So Anya is dead right. The three group winners, Galway, Waterford and Tipperary were put into a bowl. One team was pulled out and this was known beforehand that whoever came out was going to be in the quarterfinals. Group two was the team that was pulled out of the bowl by Hilda Breslin, the Camogie president, which meant that Kilkenny and Tipperary, because they can't play one another in the quarterfinals, went into one group and Cork and Antrim as group runners-up went into the other group. Tipperary came out first. They play Antrim. That game was scheduled then for Saturday at 3.30pm in Crow Park. And in the second game then, Kilkenny came out first and they play Cork, which meant that that game was put on Sunday at 1.30pm in front of the Kilkenny and Clare Senior Hurling semi-final. Both games are ahead of Senior Hurling semi-finals at the weekend. So first of all, um, let's go down and talk about the, the semi-finals mm-hmm. is it good that the teams are going to play in front of the All-Ireland Senior semi-finals first of all absolutely 
absolutely brilliant. I think it's it's a huge achievement um, for the Camogie Association to be able to play in Crow Park before the, the men's um, All-Ireland semi-finals and I think you know it really shows a progression um, in the in, in Camogie as well and I think it's um, it's a, a great it's a great occasion and it's going to be a great platform and a great stage for um, both for all four teams that are going to be involved for Antrim for Tipperary for Kilkenny for Cork to be able to okay I suppose listen when the Camogie match are on it's probably not going to be as near as packed as it will be for when the hurling matches are on but I certainly think that there's going to be massive crowds that are going to be there I think you know it's going to be two great semi-finals and I think it's going to encourage more spectators to get in get into Crow Park earlier because there is going to be something on for them to watch because you know like a lot of people will be leaving their houses early you know from wherever they're coming from for over the weekend and they'll get to Dublin earlier and I suppose like the the, fa- the good factor about this is there's actually something to do especially for families that are bringing young yeah. kids with them you know it's a great why opportunity. why would you not? Like if you're yeah. paying for a game to go into Crow Park and there's a second game yeah. in there, why would you not go in, get in early, get your seats early, mm-hmm. nice vantage point. Well, obviously I'm assuming the seats are numbered anyway and yeah. you're allocated a seat. But like get in early and you haven't the mad rush of people yeah. then coming in for the hurling match, etc. And, you know, soak up the atmosphere this is it like I think it's a it's a great opportunity I think and I think it's absolutely brilliant and you know I suppose we have to acknowledge and you know with thanks to the GA that they you know they are facilitating this as well but I think this is going to be a, a huge achievement a huge honour for the girls to be able to play in front of um, in front of a crowd and you know I suppose maybe towards the latter stage of the match it could be near enough a, a full capacity stadium which is probably for a lot of players have never never probably no. played in a situation like that as well and I think this is really going to showcase um, Camogie at its best and you know it's it's a massive opportunity and it's it's great to be it's great to be able to have it Well before we obviously got to the draw there was games on last Saturday and it all kicked off with Group 1 which we should have probably done first of all but anyway Cork and Clare got the proceedings underway that game was streamed of course live last weekend as well we said Clare were very hard to beat now Cork Mm. knew themselves they had to come into this game they needed a win by God did they do it because they put down a 319 to 8 point uh, marker against Clare down in Cusick Park in Ennis so they qualified as we said as the group runners up because Galway did beat down 118 to 10 points. Both of those you did uh, say was going to happen. Maybe not the scoreline between Cork and Clare. Yeah. Maybe didn't envisage that coming about. But yeah, mm-hmm. Galway did win. Cork did win. Galway top, Cork second. And that was the way Group 1 finished. Yeah, and you know what? Like you look at Cork's scores, I suppose, in the last couple of games, obviously 319 to 8 points against Clare. And, you know, they put up 319 to 110 against Down. And, you know, were beaten by Galway by... Um, by three points as well like so they are putting up serious scores and I suppose you know the first game for them out in the league was a huge was it going to be a huge game for them and I think they've really just improved on their performances and you know they're, they're really consistent they're they're not actually they're not kind of you know letting in too many scores as well which is a big thing but like you know they're scoring goals and they're keeping the points average high as well which is really really good to see yeah it certainly from is from a car point of view from a car point of view yeah. yeah so moving along then to uh, group two where Kilkenny were taking part in it Kilkenny and Tipperary in that draw um, in the other game though a bit of a shock in that one as Dublin coming away with a 16 points to 110 victory over Wexford in their second game which meant that because of the draw in UPMC in Nolan Park Tipperary went through as group winners Kilkenny went through as runners up and the fact that Dublin beat Wexford kind of helped Kilkenny along mm-hmm. anyway on that front but 
we didn't see Dublin beating Wexford, did we? No, we didn't. Um, and you know what? They've avoided relegation, and I suppose the way Wexford started off their year as well, you kind of were. There was a lot of high hopes, I think, for Wexford Camogie, and I think you know having that result against Dublin, it probably isn't. They probably, obviously, they're not going to be happy about it. They do find themselves in relegation, but what a result for Dublin to keep them out of relegation this year. Certainly not a result that we we um, we pictured really, but you know the Kilkenny Tipperary game certainly was. You know, it was a great game of Camogie. It had everything in it. Like it was just ferocious in their tackling. Um, their some of the scores were absolutely excellent. It was it was very very different to a lot of the other games that we've seen Kilkenny play in. And I think you know. I think Kilkenny are only improving on their games and I think you know like they're waiting for the bigger opponents to come and I think this weekend we're going to see a big performance again Well we'll have a chat about something that maybe Brian uh, alluded to in his interview with me afterwards Moving along though to Group 3 and Waterford and Antrim both teams already through but Waterford has put down a big marker here on you because they beat Antrim 5-16 to 10 points like that is a huge scoreline to put up Limerick on the other hand, almost doing it as well. 5.15 to 5 points against Offaly. We'll go through the relegation scenarios in a, a few minutes with that one. But really, let's start with Waterford and Antrim. Huge scoreline for Waterford to put up and they topped the group as group winners in Group 3. Yeah. When you look at Waterford this year, they just seem to be unstoppable. Okay, you know, maybe the group, there, and I'm not taking away from them as well compared yeah. to the fact that, you know, they would say the likes of Cork and Galway in Group 1, you know, Kenny Tipperary in Group 2. Waterford still scored nine goals and 61 points. It's crazy. In Absolutely three games. Crazy. Yeah. In three games. If I'm not mistaken, I think Beck Carton scored 210 two ten again last weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and you know, and they're only conceding a goal in thirty as well, which is really, really good. Like you look at some of the other teams and what they're actually conceding. Like, you know, we'll say um Tipperary just you know, they finished top of the group there. They conceded three twenty six, Kilkenny conceded four thirty three, you had Galway conceding only thirty five points as well. So very much similar to what Waterford, you know, kind of on a point sign of system there. But Waterford they have a plus certainly fifty five score yeah. difference right the next one to them is Cork on plus 32 and Tipperary is next to that a plus 28 yeah. it is phenomenal it's crazy like and you could see obviously listen Waterford are really back where they wanted to be I suppose if you kind of said to them last year after their All-Ireland semi-final defeat Cork like listen you'll be straight back into an All-Ireland semi-final next year they'd have probably took your hand off with it and I think what they probably have learned and the experience that they have gained over the last 12 months I think that's really going to stand to them because I think when you look back on it last year it was probably maybe the inexperience of playing in an All-Ireland semi-final on a big stage in Crow Park maybe could have got yeah, to 20, some of the players 25 points yeah. or 25 minutes I should say before Cork are scoring this any is point. it like and I, you I, have to push on with them kind yeah, of matches you do but I think I think they've definitely they've come into this year with a different mentality and I think that they know that they've gained an awful lot of experience from their championship campaign last year and I think they're going to be very very strong opponents in an All-Ireland semi-final Different mentality different mm-hmm. manager um, maybe same result we'll just have to wait and see So as we said that was the draw done Galway and Waterford are now in the semi-finals and those semi-finals are going to take place in UPMC Nolan Park on the 22nd of July mm-hmm. so Waterford really have no excuses because it's right down the road from them they can travel in numbers and I know they will because the last yeah. day that they came to Nolan Park for the minor, minor. all Ireland final they really did bring a big crowd with them 
on the other side of things let's flip it around because while you have Kilkenny and we'll discuss that quarter final in a few moments time um, where is my fixtures gone I'm here we need to obviously chat about what's going to happen down the other end of things and Let's start with the relegation semi-final because Offaly got the boy into the relegation final. Don't know whether that's good or bad, but, you know, Wexford. Mm. Like, let's talk about Wexford for a minute because they come to you at Nolan Park in the first game against Tipperary or against Kilkenny. They're 10 points down. They come back. They draw. You're expecting Wexford to really push on Mm -hmm. and they find themselves at the bottom of the table because Dublin bet them last weekend. Yeah, but like, to me, that's a bit of a shock. It's a massive U-turn, really, for Wexford. I think, you know, maybe did we think after the result against Kilkenny that okay, is this the the start of the the Wexford rising again? Are we going to see them really kind of perform? And I think, you know, if they had got maybe a draw or a win against Tipperary, things could you know, obviously they would have been very different, very different. But I feel like they just didn't push on from that Kilkenny draw, and that was a perfect opportunity. Like you, like even speaking to some of the players after when you were doing the interviews with Kier Story, like yeah. they were just ecstatic over mm-hmm. it. They were absolutely delighted. You know, they didn't think coming to Nolan Park for the first round of the championship would they be coming away with a draw now, and they were even kind of disappointed that they didn't come away with the win. And like, they could have. And they could that have is easily. The point, yeah. And then it just seems to have fizzled out. Yeah. After that, and you know, they, they have a big task this weekend against Down. Down aren't want to go. Want to. They be have because. Not yeah. only is it a big task to play against them, they have to travel, travel. to Leitrim Fontenoy's above and down as well to play that game. Yeah. That's not going to be an easy task for them. No. If you're Colin Sutherland, though, I mean, as we say, you play so well, you mm-hmm. put up a brilliant performance in your first game. Okay, Tipperary may be the exception yeah. because we see what they're like, you know, but when you come and know, I, and I don't mean this as any disrespect to Dublin at yeah. all at all, but I mean, if you're drawing with Kilkenny in your first game and Kilkenny is beating Dublin by 12 points the last day that they played, play them Mm -hmm. you're thinking to yourself okay I'm in with a right chance I beat Dublin I keep my status for 2024 now Dublin are safe which we didn't think they were going to be let's be fair and Wexford could be in trouble now because whoever loses that game at the weekend is then going to have to face into a relegation final against Offaly. Yeah, and Offaly will obviously be able to get more preparation time into this. You know, I suppose like Wexford probably playing last weekend having to play it's again this weekend, isn't it? Isn't it is on the eighth? Yeah, you know, following Saturday, but you haven't much time. Yeah, let's be fair. I mean, Offaly, yes, they may have preparation time to get done, Mm. but if you're losing a game in a relegation semi final, seven days later you have to turn around and play in a relegation final thinking to yourself I could be playing intermediate next year Yeah, that is hard to get into the mindset that's going to be a psychological nightmare for it's, some team it's going to be very difficult for the managers for all three of these teams I think over the over the coming weeks I suppose you're right like psychologically you have to be more focused in these games because you know there's that dreaded fear that you know if you lose you're going down a grade yeah you know, slightly different to a champ, and obviously, listen, nobody wants to lose in an all hard and quarter final, all hard and semi final, but at least you have the opportunity to regroup and get yourself together for next year and play at the same level and go again and compete. Whereas for a team like this could either be, it could be the makings of a team, but it could also be, it could be the breaking of, breaking a, team, of yeah. a team altogether. You could see an absolute spiral out of control. It could take them years again to get back up. And, you know, it's the same with relegation. Like it's often said, like you look at relegation teams, you look at teams that have been relegated through, throughout the country, be it at inter-county level, be it at club level or whatever the case may be. When they go down, it's always that thing like, if you don't get up within the first 12 months 
it's going to take you it'll find a, hard a long long time to, to get back it, up yeah. and I suppose like you know there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done you know for these teams in order to, to progress but you know it's it's going to be a tough one for Wexford down and Offaly over the next couple of weeks OK out of those three teams who do you think is going to drop? <laughs> Offaly I do I just and you know what I think I think it's probably the best thing that needs to happen for Offaly I feel like when they're playing games they're they're not. They're just. It's the score lines that are being raked up against them, and this is this has unfortunately been happening for a few years now. And the I last think that's of years, yeah, yeah. I think that's fair to say. And I think to be honest with you, I don't think anybody in Offaly would mind going down to rebuild because, as we've said before, they've won a minor All Ireland not so long ago. So there has to be players coming through from that development, and maybe like work with younger players and like build a bit of confidence back into the panel there, and build a bit of confidence back into Offaly Camogie. And I think it could work wonders for them because you know a couple of years ago they really were. A, yeah, it might and it mightn't. Like there's a yeah. lot of good teams in intermediate level as well. There Obviously, is. somebody teams, yeah. is going to be moving out of the intermediate grade this year, and we will come to that later on. And maybe who it is, but. Yeah, it's going to be tough one way or another on whoever mm-hmm. goes down and it's not going to be easy for somebody to come straight back up, as you said, either. Right, from the bottom end of the table that you think that Offaly is going to go down, let's move to the other half of the table with the quarterfinals on this weekend and let's start with the big one on Saturday evening. Antrim versus Tipperary. Antrim playing in Crow Park again. Tipperary playing in Crow Park for... They didn't get you at the last year, did they? No. In the semi-final. No. So, I mean, it's the first time in a couple of years that they are in Crow Park as well, playing in a... A they game. Were, they were there the year before last. And I think Galway bet them, wasn't it? Yeah, because Galway qualified for the. Yeah, so you're looking final. at two years, like yeah. really, since they were there. Um, can Antrim pose a threat to Tipperary? Um, I don't think so. No, I think Tipperary are on another level. Um, I think Tipperary would probably be a bit annoyed that they didn't come away with a victory last weekend. Um, but I think that they certainly, they're moving in the right direction. They've got some powerful players. You know, when you have when you have your goalie that has to be taken off from injury within the first half, your full back has gone off from injury as well in the first half, in the first 20, 25 minutes. If that's any other team, panic stations could set in. Mm-hmm. I think it nearly strengthened up Tipperary. You had Marie Deviston come in there and she did a powerful oh, job. She shored goal. up that defence. Like, you know, she really did. Like, And she has all that experience in the world to be in there. And then, like, you know, Denise Gall actually had to be put, they brought Denise Gall out the field because she wasn't getting as much as an inch off of Marie Deviston when she went in there. And Anya Slattery just looked really cool, calm, composed. And I think, you know, for a goalie, it's very, very different Like for an outfield player because, you know... Very rarely do you see a goalie being substituted in a championship game mm-hmm. or in any game, really. It's always the outfield players. Like, so then you're a goalie. She probably hasn't got much competitive game time because Quiva, Quiva Burke was always probably the number one or whatever the case may be. And she has to be thrown in there in the middle of, you know, the last round game against a heavily fancy Kilkenny team, reigning All Ireland champions, and probably potentially looking at being the goalie for the remainder of the season depending on how bad Quiva Burke's injury is you know that tells a lot for the character that you know Anya Slattery has she just slotted in there and you know she just it's it's like she'd always been there she was yeah. cool calm collective she didn't panic on the ball you know she was trying to there was a lot of times she was trying to slow things down she was using her experience as well trying to slow the ball down you know break down the Kilkenny momentum you know the little tricks there down tying her shoelace whatever like all good goalies do like all good players do so you know like obviously Tipperary going into that they are going to have those injury concerns 
But I do think that I do think that they will get the better of Antrim in this. I think I think Tipperary need to get a good victory in Crow Park. So the last day they, they that they were in Crow Park, they didn't get a good performance against Galway, and I think they'll be kind of saying, right, we need to get we need to get one up here now. We need to prove that we can play in Crow Park. Okay, well, straight after the final whistle and the first lot of the draw was done, I managed to catch up with Tipperary manager Dennis Kelly underneath the stand in UPMC Nolan Park. And here's what he had to say to me afterwards. Dennis Kelly, Tipperary manager. Cracking game here in Nolan Park in the last round of the senior championship. Draw game 2 8 to one eleven. What did you make of the match? It was the humdinger of a game, really. You know, it was it was uh, hard to hurt stopping stuff, really. Uh, but we knew that coming down here to Kilkenny that we knew it to be no different. You know, they're a fabulous side. They've haven't won all Ireland for no reason. So, you know, we knew that was going to happen. But, uh, you know, there was a period in the second half there where there was no score. But uh, the entertainment, I'd say, was enthralling, you know, and, and that's what you want in, in this championship. Lucky enough, we just got the draw uh, and I think the, the, the draw for the quarterfinals has been has uh, has uh, been more favourable but that's the way it goes you know it's still it's going to be a tough test now uh, coming out again in the week's time The intensity for both teams you could really tell that it was a championship affair both teams bring out the best in one another when they play one another as well and you could see that nobody really wanted to lose that game out there today no, It was off the charts really I suppose two teams were as good as gone through but at the same time no one wanted to give an inch and that's what you want in championship you know we had two um, easier wins earlier on in the championship but we knew that today was going to be a real test of us and you know that's what, what it proved to be and, and you know that's what you want you want to test yourself against the best and Kilkenny are the best and they're still the best and they're, you know while we drew it wasn't a win for us so we can't get carried away with ourselves and we have a quick turnaround now you know facing in I think it's Tantrum I haven't f- officially heard the, the draw yet but next weekend and I think Kilkenny have Cork so that's a tough one as well but you know we'll have to just get, get our bodies ready now and get, get ready to go again You topped the group there was three teams put into it and unfortunately group two was the unlucky one to come out of the quarter final, I suppose, and you're right, it was against Antrim as well. So, what do you make of the next day? As you say, quick turnaround, but it is going to be in Crow Park as well. So, it's great for Tipperary and Antrim to be able to play there on a Saturday and in front of a hurling game as well to make it a bit more special. Yeah, exactly. Look, at any time you play in Crow Park, it's special, and you know, the girls will enjoy that. But at the same time, you, you take a week off as well, as quick, because uh, you know, this is going to be this is just getting to the serious end of the championship now. And you know, one knock here or there can rule a girl out. So, it is a dangerous time, but at the same time, look, it's great to be still in the championship and driving forward Where do you see yourselves at the minute because you are Monster Champions as well had a good campaign in it did fairly well in the league as well so where do you see your progression this year in the championship so far We're happy with our progression we're happy to top the group that was the aim but I suppose you know there's no point in topping the group and then falling flat after that so we really need to refocus the, the minds now and you know set our, our, our target then on, on Antrim next Saturday and we can't look past that really Dennis Kelly thanks a million Thanks very much yeah, nice bloke is Dennis to be fair to him and uh, really gave us an honest interview there as well um, and delighted to be able to get it to play in Crow Park as well. So I take it from your comments that you were making just before we went to Dennis there that you were taking the Tipperary is going to win this game and go into the semi-final draw. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to tip on this one. Okay, let's bring us then to the Kilkenny and Cork game. It's a repeat of last year's All-Ireland final. I suppose while Tiberi and Antrim is going in front of the Galway and Limerick uh, hurling game, the Kilkenny and Cork game is on front of the Kilkenny and Clare game. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned this already, and we said the same thing 
Kilkenny supporters really do need to turn up to this game at the weekend if you're going to the hurling game you should be going to watch the Camogie game as well and cheering on the girls because this is a big day this is a big occasion it's do or die for the teams that's left in and now lose and that's it your championship season is over for 2023 and you have a couple of weeks left before you even start even club championship as well but on the form of both teams going in like is either one firing on all cinders yet? Okay, first of all, yes, Kilkenny, they're playing before the men and I think it's really, really important that anybody that's going up to the, the Hurling semi-final do get out that bit earlier to get up there and support the, the Camogie girls. They've given us years and years of entertainment. They have been in back-to-back All-Irelands for I don't know how long now at this stage um, and they've always given their all. So it's going to be really important that we get as much support up there because at the so end of the day... So far, I think it's nine out of the ten years since 2013. Yeah, which is huge, which is huge. Like massive, you know, like the sorry, eight out of 13 because they weren't in 2015, so eight out of eight out of 10. So, you know, like it, it's a record that speaks for us own from these players here, and I suppose, like, you know, the, the supporters are nearly the 16th player on the field as well. So, it's you know, it's going to be really, really important that we get as it many helped people them last year on you, yeah, it certainly did. And it's going to be really, really important that we get as many people up to Crow Park this weekend to support the girls' skills. You know, like, listen, people are going to be going up on the buses early, um, they're going to be going up on the trains early, they're going to be hanging around, you know, the bars in around Dublin, go over to the Camogie match and just support the girls that's what we're asking for this weekend um, for the match itself listen I think it's definitely okay let's be fair it's the it's the big one it's it's probably it th- it's the main it's the main event of the quarterfinals this year Kilkenny versus Cork a repeat of last year's All-Ireland final who'd have thought it both of last year's All-Ireland finalists in in, an, in there you know there's a huge possibility that you know there is a possibility that one of these teams have been competing in an All-Ireland Finals or All-Ireland Semi-Finals for I don't know how many years are not going to be in an All-Ireland Semi-Final come whatever time four o'clock to and there's a quiz question when is the last time that one of the big three wasn't involved in the Semi-Final it goes to show the the, the, it just goes to show how you know the chasing pack have nearly caught up to the big three at this stage and I think this year and I think you know probably you know the group stages the way they were pulled out of the hat you know Cork coming up against Kilkenny um, sorry Cork coming up against Galway Tipperary Kilkenny and Washford you know it just goes to show that you know it, it wasn't as if like you know the, the main three were nearly all thrown into thrown into different groups it, it was it was really good to see and I think it gave a lot more competitive edge to it but this game in itself like, I think you have to look at it Kilkenny have had like listen they've had kind of a mixed championship campaign um, a draw to Wexford a victory to Dublin but a draw against Tipperary when is the last time we've said that you know Kilkenny have only got one win out of three championship games you know and I think that's a big thing Cork on the other side have had two wins from three Galway being the only team to beat them three points in that game as well Um, but when you look at their Munster Championship as well Waterford beat them in the Munster Championship you know Waterford are doing so well okay Um, Tipperary went on and beat Waterford comprehensively then as well 
how serious did teams take the Munster Championship that way you just don't know but then again as we've always said you don't want to be losing momentum going into an mm-hmm. all Ireland series either No you don't and I think like currently at the moment I think the momentum is with Cork um, you know they've got yes okay whatever the case may be they didn't perform in a Munster Championship they probably didn't take it as serious their aim was always probably going to be the first game against Galway in the All-Ireland Championship and that's what they were focusing on okay yes they got a performance they didn't get a result but they were only three points behind Galway but then they worked on that and they've had moment. They've had victory after victory since that and now they find themselves going into an All-Ireland Court final off the back of two victories whereas Kilkenny are going into it off the back of a draw and a win and I suppose like listen you have to be honest about it the momentum is currently with Cork in saying that you're in Crow Park big wide space of a field Kilkenny have all the experience in the world they know what it's like to play in Crow Park that's where they ha- they get their winning feeling from it's where they perform their best they know that when they go to Crow Park it's it's the big game days and I think you know Kilkenny really show up show up on big game days and I think like you know like the, the Kilkenny girls are probably their own worst critics as well like they know when they haven't performed well but they, they also know when it comes to knockout how vital and how important it is it's probably the toughest not, it's probably the toughest quarter vinyl that Kilkenny have ever had um, but I think like they will have learnt an awful lot over the last couple of weeks hopefully they'll come out of it injury free after last weekend I don't think there's too many knocks or niggles and I think there's certain players that are maybe you know starting to kind of get back into their groove there as well and I'm I'm really hoping for a Kilkenny victory and I think I think they've learnt a lot and I think they'll they're into the realisation now that it's knockout and they don't want their All Ireland campaign to be over on the eighth of July. Yeah. Do you know? And well, I'm going, earlier than yeah, it should be. I'm gonna ask you a question because we're gonna hear from first of all Claire Field and I'm gonna play Claire's first because I wanna play Brian's interview with me second because he made a couple of valid points in the interview that I want Anya to maybe elaborate on a couple of little points from her point of view to see maybe where things can improve. But first of all I did catch up with Claire Feeling and here's what she had to say. Clear feeling you're just after finishing your last group game against Tipperary cracking game to be fair to all the supporters that was here really enjoyed it a draw it's not a it's not a loss you're still in the championship what did you make of the result overall um, yeah like you said it's not a loss and I think we performed obviously there was I don't know what it was a 20 minute spell there where we didn't score and we have to try sort that out I suppose but other than that I think we hurled well um, there were no goals went in as a back view of it I suppose we defended well and everyone worked hard but um, look the result was a draw we we still haven't been beaten I suppose in the championship so we're happy enough You recovered really well from an early goal from Tipperary shook the ground maybe a little bit maybe came a, a bit of a shock because you were going so well was the sun a factor down on the pitch for the players because we could see particularly Aoife when she was having a look up at the ball it seemed to be distracting of where the ball was how bad of a factor or how much was the sun affecting your vision? Yeah. Yeah, it was. In the first half, we were facing it anyway. It was definitely tricky um, as a goalie, as I'd imagine, you know, very tricky to read where the ball was going. But um, we can't make excuses, I suppose. That's going to be the situation. There will be different weather any day. So, look, it was just an unlucky kind of break, I suppose. Even blocked and it broke, broke wrong. But we'll just, like you said, we recovered and we, we pushed on from it. So um, that was a good sign. You did, and you got two very good goals and two quick goals as well to go into the break in the lead. There might have been a bit confusion at half time over the score but you were leading at half time by the point and Tipperary just started the second half really well as well they just came at you but you hung in you kept on and you got the draw in the end but you a bit disappointed maybe you didn't push on a small little bit towards the final third in that game 
Yeah, like I said, we just seem to have a lull there kind of towards the end of the first half and the start of the second half as well where we weren't scoring and we need to try sort that out, I suppose. But um, like you said, we went three, maybe four points down, I'm not sure, and we hung in there and clawed it back. Um, there could have been a few calls, I think, that should have maybe went our way. But look, that's the way it goes. It's going to be different every day. Um, so we got the draw anyway. We're still in it. We're out next weekend. So we'll just look forward to that. What do you make of the draw? Cork again in the quarterfinal in Crow Park next Sunday? Yeah, I only just heard it as I was leaving the dressing room there. But sure, look, it doesn't really matter who we get at this stage. It's going to be a tough one. Great that the games are in Crow Park and before the hurling. Um, great for Camogie. So we'll just. Is that actually important as well to have that support for? from the people of Kilkenny that they don't have to split themselves either the Saturday or the Sunday go early and get the two games in how important will support be against Cork and Crow Park uh, definitely yeah look it's brilliant to, to have the hurlers on after it's a brilliant occasion and without a doubt Kilkenny supporters are always great there was a great crowd here today for the game so no doubt they will go that bit earlier and get up and support us and look it's always like an extra person on the team I suppose having a crowd there a Kilkenny crowd so hopefully we can do the business and just um, bring a performance for next day. Well, well done on a cracker this evening and best of luck next weekend Thanks in the quarterfinal. Thank you. Yeah, that was clear feeling having a chat to me there after the game as well. And as I said, I did manage to catch up with manager Brian Dowling to have a chat with him. And as I said, a couple of things he said in the interview and I'm going to get on you to maybe elaborate and get her take on it as well at the end of this. But for the time being, here's what Brian had to say. Brian Dowling, what a belter of a game. Last round game between yourself and Tipperary here in Northern Park, ending up in a draw, 2 8, 1 11. What's your overall thoughts before we go into the draw next weekend? Um, look, sure, disappointed we didn't get the victory as well as we came here to get it. I thought we did some lovely hurling, but we dropped off and didn't hurl well then for patches. Um, you know, look, a lot of frustration there. I suppose a lot of decisions made, wouldn't be happy with it all. Um, but look, we have to look at ourselves as well. We probably didn't score enough there. 2 8 wouldn't be a great score, and we have to improve hugely for next weekend. You seem to be very nervous nervous in the first half little pickups that was coming for you last weekend weren't coming into the hand first time this week against Tipperary an early goal for Tipperary as well coming from a mistake any particular reason like can you put your fingers on it straight away or was it just a bit of nervousness knowing that a result was required to get into the knockout stages next no, weekend I don't think it's anything like that at all to be honest um, look, mistakes happen this was a very intense game so Tip probably made mistakes like we did and look we gave a, a, a sloppy goal away to start but in fairness to go reacted well and we got you know we came back well and we got ahead and then we just dropped off um, we seem to have these lulls in the game I don't know why it's happening um, you know Denise was flying it inside and the ball stopped going in there and second half again we just didn't come out uh, all guns blazing so it was very disappointing so um, but look in fairness our backs were to the wall there and we think we're three or four down we turned around we got we got a draw with anyway and we're still in the championship One in at half time having got the two goals as well Denise getting one of them Eva Prendergast getting the other one you must have been happy enough going in at half time in the lead yeah, it's happy in the lead but it, I thought I suppose after the goal we didn't push on at all you know we had a couple of chances to, to go ahead but we didn't do that so that was disappointing and you know I thought we could have got four or five points up maybe at half time instead of one so that was disappointing and start of the second half wasn't great either but um, look again we just have to look back at where we went wrong and try and improve for next weekend quickly Is there a couple of times when you get to that latter third that you're not cynical enough to be putting teams away and maybe taking a better chance if there's someone on the outside of giving them a small little pop pass and taking the chances do you find that when you're coming into the games in the latter stage especially in the final third I don't know like we didn't score enough 2-8 is a very poor score you know if you tell me this morning that tip to score 1-11 I'd been very happy but uh, only score 2-8 is very disappointing from our point so look, I, I, 
don't know whether it was the wrong decision or just the ball went wide. You know, there's some strikes of the ball there. I suppose it went right or left to the post and should be going over the bar. You know, at this level, and you know, they didn't go over. So that's something we have to rectify quickly. Now, come here to me. It's not a loss, so it is another draw, and you're in the quarter-final stages now. Next weekend, the draw has just been done by the president of the Camogie Association. You're drawing against Cork next weekend in the quarter-final. Not going to be an easy game for anybody either. But the fact that it's on in front of the hurlers to have that support for the people to go out and support the girls as well and get a big support in Dublin is certainly going to be vital but what do you make of the draw first of all? Yes, look it's a massive massive match now at quarter final stage I suppose look we expected it we, we said ourselves we'd probably get Cork um, look you could have won today and you could still got Cork so that's just the way it is um, we just have to take who we get you know Cork are a brilliant team did a massive win today so I'm sure their confidence going high into that game but um, look at Rope and Crow Park anything up there is great and look we're disappointed today but we have to get over that quickly and move on to next week now It is important though as well not to kind of split him that the Camogie players are in front of the hurlers as well to make a day out of it for all the supporters that they're not splitting their loyalties to either the Camogie women or to the men's hurlers Yeah look and, and hopefully it's good that it's on the same day as the hurlers and please God we'll get a big support from Kilkenny these girls needed and you know we really lo- you know, love the support we got last year for the All-Ireland final and for the homecoming stuff like that but we need everybody here now on Saturday, Sunday driving us on not coming in for the for the second half but just being there from the start and supporting these girls like the effort they put in it's just unbelievable setting them in there again you know I can't ever question their character whatever happens to that pitch they stay fighting to the last minute and you know we could easily win that game I know we could have lost it as well but they were fighting right to the end and that's what they always do and look, hopefully we'll get a big support from Kenny next weekend You've said it to us in previous interviews as well that you'd rather have it week in week out for games that you felt that you were doing an awful lot of training recently as well is it good then that you have a quarter final next weekend? I'll tell you that after next Sunday I suppose <laughs> um, we're still in the championship but look uh, you know again if you win your quarter final I think it's brilliant you know but obviously the more matches you have the more chance you can lose but look we're still unbeaten we haven't lost since Cork in 2021 in championship that's a long time and look these girls stay fighting to the end and that's what we have to stay doing and that's what we'll be doing next, um, next Sunday and we know we have to improve we have to get better because Cork are a serious team and you know they give us a nice little trim here in the league so um, we have to try look at that again and, and, and try get things right and we haven't got much time now to lick our wounds after today so we have to just get the head down and drive it on That was my last question eight days now to the quarter final any major injury concerns apart from the girls that's out already everyone come away with a clean build of health after the season's game you know, I think there's a few knocks and bruises but it's not major and no one come off with an injury so that's always good so look again we'll, um, I think everyone has a clean build of health Nicola Dr Martin will have him in good shape on here for Sunday week Brian thanks a million and best of luck next week okay thanks lads yeah that was Brian Dowling having a chat there and for some reason my headphones seem to be gone a little bit haywire oh and yeah you heard uh, Brian having a chat there after the game as well and he spoke about this lull that they seem to be having when it comes to games as well can you put your finger on it like why is that the case like I mean he said that maybe Kenny should have pushed on when they got the, the goal they could have been maybe four or five points up at half time they weren't like can you put your finger on it why is this the case are they not being ruthless enough when it comes to putting teams away yeah I think that's that's obvious enough that they aren't being ruthless enough and I think I think I think it's nearly the expectation that when they do get the goal that they, they feel like the good times are going to start rolling straight away and it's kind of like they're nearly just expecting expecting to be able to push on but I think like 
I, th- and I think you have to kind of maybe put it to the teams and the oppositions that they're up against. They know that Kilkenny are always going to have like when they get their, their purple patch in a game like that they could really like that's where they could be really clinical and they could actually you know nail you to nail you to the cross really and push on from there and I think you know oppositions are becoming a lot more weary of that and they're putting in a lot of a lot of work to maybe you know break down that Kilkenny attack. I think you know I think a lot of it is as well like I just I think our backs are absolutely powering I think they are literally they're they're so strong this year I think Grace Walsh and I think Claire Phelan are definitely the two names that stand out for me the most I think they really are being the powerhouse of Kilkenny Camogie this year they're, they're just absolutely influential and, but I just think there's there's just something missing with Kilkenny in the forest this year and you know what Miriam Walsh is a huge loss but Mary O'Connell is also a massive Correct, loss to Kenny yeah. this year. She really is. Her work rate, drifting out the field, working back to the half back line, being able to do that. And you know, you look at it last year, you had two players doing that. You had Julianne and Mary O'Connell that were able to do that. Whereas now you only have the one player that's that's kind of doing that. And it's not saying that, the, the listen, the, I'm not saying that the girls aren't working hard enough, but it's just a different way that they were playing. And I think the way that they were playing last year, you know, it certainly suited them and that's how they were able to be so successful um, and I think they've obviously had to tweak things as well due to the loss of uh, of Miriam and listen you know she is a massive loss I think I think Kilkenny they're probably just they're, I think they're still try, trying and testing a lot of things and they just haven't nailed down possibly the best way that they're going to play at the moment and they'll have to do that for this weekend Um but I, I just don't know what it is there's something there's just something about it there's something missing there but I do think when it gets to knockout stages, I think the the bomb, the you know, the bomb is going to drop, and I think they're going to realise that, you know, they're in, they're in real, the real business end of the championship now, and it's do or die really. And I think that's where you're going to see Kilkenny maybe push on and you know give a really good performance and get get out of Crow Park next week with a win. So you think that Kilkenny are going to be Cork next Sunday? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair enough. That is the obviously the big game at the weekend, and as we said, it is a curtain raiser to the hurling game between Kilkenny and Clare. It is at half past one. I don't think we're going to be covering the match live, which is a pity, I suppose, from our point of view as well, because we've been able to get to uh, the majority of them. But um, don't know if there's reports or anything coming yet. We still have to await and see and hear how things are going on that but we wish the team the very best of luck in that competition indeed because as we said it is do or die and it could only be one more day left in it right on you let's move along to the Glen Dimplex Intermediate Championship because Kenny has had a long 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 wait to uh, to see how things are going in this game let's get to the games that was played last weekend first Kenny was in group one as we know they haven't had a game since the 10th of June mm-hmm. because they got their ten uh, their three games played first this is actually the group that Kildare was supposed to be in so this is why the fixtures are sporadic all over the place in it um, but it was a victory for Cork in this game against uh, Galway which means that Kilkenny went in as group winners Cork went in as runners up that was in group one in group two then uh, the games have obviously been finished since the 24th and the games in group three has also been finished in or group three has also finished as well so in group two Derry finished up as winners Wexford went in as runners up and Westmeath went in as group winners in group three and Meath went in as runners up the same thing happened so Kilkenny Derry and Westmeath went into the draw and into the hat and group one 
came out as the team that went into the quarterfinals, which meant that Kilkenny went in the quarterfinal draw along with Cork, Wexford and Meath. And Kilkenny couldn't obviously face Cork because they have done so already. So they were pulled out of the drum to play Wexford and Cork are going to play Meath. And both of those games is actually a double header in FBD Semple Stadium on Saturday coming with Cork and Meath playing at one o'clock and Kilkenny and Wexford playing at three o'clock. So let's get right down to brass tacks, Cork and Meath in the first game at one o'clock. How do you see this coming about? Such a tough one. This is a really, really tough one. I would have kind of nearly expected, to be honest with you, I kind of expected Cork and Meath to both finish top of their group, if I'm being completely honest. And I did say that at the start of the year, I said Kilkenny would qualify, but I thought they would actually come out maybe as the, the runners up to yep. Cork in that group. Um, and I think Cork and Mead, like, wow, there's going to be one serious powerhouse missing from an All-Ireland semi-final. Um, I think certainly Cork probably very much wounded from their defeat to Kilkenny. Also think Mead very much wounded from their defeat to Westmead. Yeah. Um, and I think like with Mead, you know, they, I don't know, it's a tough one, but I'm going to, I'm going to edge Cork on this one. Okay. So obviously from our point of view, it is a big day for Kilkenny mm. as well. They're in another quarter final when it comes to the championship. It is against Wexford. It's a three o'clock, as we said already. So how do you see this one going? Yeah. Do you know what? There has been obviously a lull in games. Like, you know, the last time I suppose Kilkenny played was back 10th in. 10th of June. It's a, it is a long time. It's the bones of four weeks without any games. Um and I suppose that's Wexford something. played the 24th of June yeah like it's it's a tough one but I think do you know what I think Kilkenny with the frame of mind that they're in and I think like you know they're a very very strong intermediate squad this year I've said it on numerous occasions I feel like they're nearly one of the strongest ones we've seen in a long time and I think you know with it it's the mix of the experienced players then we obviously have the some of the players that are up with senior we've got some girls that are you know maybe back from you know their travels or whatever the case may be and they're, they're really really strong and I think there's a real kind of a want and a desire to get to an All-Ireland this year Um and I just think when it comes down to it, I think in an All-Ireland quarter-final, I think Kilkenny, I think the hunger will be there for them more. I think a lot of these girls, you know, they want to get back to Crow Park. They want to be competing in an All-Ireland final. They've put in an awful lot of effort this year. And I think I think Kilkenny will come out with a victory against Wexford. I think it's going to be a tough game, though. Yeah. But I do expect Kilkenny to come off, come off with the victory. Well, they did play one another in the uh, Leinster semi-final in Nolan Park the day as well. Yeah. Um, and Kilkenny did come away with a victory with yeah. that. But you can't take that um, into account when it comes to championship. Mm-hmm. Is it also important for the team that the game is actually on the day before the senior that at least the full team is available for selection that day yeah I think just for supporters alone like it would be a terrible thing to see like we'll, we'll just take you know Kilkenny for a point of view like you know the intermediates are playing on the Saturday the seniors are playing on the Sunday if it was a case that both of them were on the one day there would obviously be a split in first of all personnel um, you know because obviously there is an overlap of some players that are currently on the senior panel yep. that are on the intermediate panel who would get first preference there? Mm-hmm. That would be the question yeah. that I would ask. Um, you know, yes, some of the girls are on the senior panel, but they're not necessarily getting game time. You know, they're not getting game time. Yeah, yeah. But like, would they be taken? And then that would heavily impact, impact on the, the intermediate yeah. because like these are the girls that they're starting on an intermediate squad. And then it also divides. It also divides the supporters as well. Like, because like there is probably a crossover of club mates, families. You know, so like. 
where do you go? Who do you go to support? Do you go to support the intermediate players? Do you go support the senior players? It's like your son and daughter is playing either a GAA yeah. game or a camogie match on the same day and who does the parents go and support? Yeah, exactly. But so like, thank you. Because I think it did happen last year. Cork were playing... If memory serves me, I think Cork were playing um, the All Ireland semi final the same day, mm-hmm. and like you had obviously the same thing as Kilkenny here, the crossover pe- girls on the panel, and then you had like sisters, brothers, all of us. I think was there footballers playing as well, the, the men's the footballers, footballers or something on, yeah. like that was playing, and like you had brothers that were playing here, then you had sisters that were playing on the camogie, so it did have a crossover. So you know, thankfully. Thankfully, they're not involved. Like, it's obviously going to be a tough day for the girls. I think there's like six or eight girls that are on the senior squad as well. Like, they're obviously going to be playing with the intermediates on the Saturday and then they're going to have to get into a bus and turn around and go up to Dublin again on the Sunday. So it's going to be a very much a mentally draining weekend for them. But you know, if they can get a victory out of both of them, they won't care. They'll no. do it all again next weekend. So anyway. you're going for Cork and Kilkenny to come away with the quarterfinal victories? Going to go with Cork and Kilkenny, yeah. Right. And as we said, like the seniors, while some teams are on a high and they are preparing for championship quarterfinal, and potentially going all the way to the All-Ireland final you have to go down to the bottom of the table on the other hand of it and our neighbours in Carlow I was writing an article earlier on today and while they had a fantastic victory or uh, a fantastic result I should say with the draw against Antrim in the very first game Mm they came against Derry you know and the wheels nearly started to come off the cart at that stage because Derry really did do a job on them and give them an awful big beating um, they went to Wexford they were in it for long periods of game but Wexford just unfortunately went ahead and came away with the victory then as well and left Carlo then at the bottom of the table which means that the draw for that was done and they are now playing Dublin the only thing I suppose for Carlo's point of view is it's a home game for them yep. and they're playing a Netwatch training centre on Saturday at 5 o'clock but from what I can gather and I haven't got this officially confirmed yet either but from the team that did play Antrim in the first game Carlo are missing a load of players either through injury or they're gone travelling on J1s etc which can probably account for some of the results but it is a relegation semi-final mm-hmm. it's a big game it's against Dublin the winners is safe for next year can you see Carlo coming away with the victory? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think they will come away with the victory. I think, to be honest with you, I think the Derry game probably came at the wrong time for Carlo. I think if they had potentially had Antrim, Wexford, Derry, I think we could be looking at a very different scenario. I think the manner, I suppose, in which you know they were beaten by Derry, I think that it played heavily on you know their mental preparation for the Wexford game, and you know, and like it, like it would in any other game, Derry are ver- Derry are a very strong team. But I feel like with Carlo, when their backs are up against the that's where you see some of their best camogie and you know I think you know they've had such a really good league campaign they were beaten in a Leinster final they still have competed in two finals this year um, and they certainly don't want the third final that they, they are going to be competing in to be a relegation final they want to win the semi-final I don't think there. they want that themselves yeah, to no, be fair because not. let's be honest the team that's waiting for whoever loses that game is going to be Leash and yeah. we see how tough a game it was between Carlo and Leash mm-hmm. in their Leinster uh, quarter final it was it went to extra time yeah. etc mm-hmm. um, so you think Carlo is going to be safe yeah. which leaves Dublin and Leash then in the relegation battle out of the three teams though and I am going to put Carlo into it just in case because you don't know who's going to get relegated do you think? Dublin I'm going to go Dublin Okay. I think Dublin are going to I think Dublin are going to be in a spot of bother. Um just Well I'm going to put myself in a spot of bother now and probably you when I'm going to ask the next question <laughs> as well. But I mean we can't do this on the podcast and be fair to teams without going there. Right? Yeah. 
is it fair that somebody is going to get relegated this year because Kildare are not after taking part in the championship? Like if Kildare played no game in Group 1, the other teams have played, and this is not, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm not bad-mouthing Kildare and I'm not trying to bag on them either or whatever the phrase is that way in it, but, I mean, they didn't take part in the championship. They obviously are not going to get relegated. They may come back in next year. They go back in at intermediate level again, mm. but the teams that did play all their games, they did fulfil all their fixtures, yeah. and one of them is going to get relegated. And the question is... Is it fair? When Kildare didn't partake in it, and I know this was at the start of the season, but things do change. Yeah. And maybe your caller should have stepped in and said, well, okay, maybe we can't. Now, maybe it might change next year. We don't know, but currently is the fixture and the the fixtures are there and the format is there. The question has been asked online, and I've seen it online. Is it fair that a team is getting relegated out of the intermediate grade? I think if any team should be relegated out of the intermediate grade, it should be Kildare. To be fair, um, but again, that's not fair to the no, girls. Then it's, themselves. it's not fair to the girls. No, I, I agree with that, but it's also not fair on the likes of Dublin, Carlo, and Leash who have potential to be relegated and they've fulfilled all their fixtures this year. And again, we're not blaming the Kildare players themselves, absolutely not. But I think you know, it, it's certainly but we're not blaming anyone in Kildare no, because we're we not, don't know what we're not, happened. Yeah, we don't know the story, but I do think like maybe is it a situation that the Camogie Association could look at not having relegation in in the intermediate grade this year because we don't know like are Kildare going to be taking part next year we don't know you see this, this, this is and the like, question we're going to be down another team like okay obviously we're going to have a team up but we're still going to be down another team really from what we should have had this year um, so potentially in my opinion I think Kildare should be maybe the ones that have to be relegated because the, the fixtures weren't fulfilled but I'm I don't ju- think it's going to happen. I yeah, think and I'm just looking at it from a point of view, right? We had the Ferrari at the start of the season with Leash mm-hmm. looking to know why they're playing in intermediates that they got relegated last year and they shouldn't be there. Yeah. This time you have Leash, who is now in the relegation final, a team that did want to be relegated last year are potentially going to be relegated this year, but yeah. may not. If they beat Dublin, they could still stay there. Dublin are then getting relegated, but it's due to the fact they played all their games when a team didn't play any games at all through no fault of the players or whatever happened in Kildare the situation up there is what it is Yeah, but maybe things should have changed a little bit when that was known at the start because the fixtures were pulled yeah. so maybe the structure should have been reshuffled yeah. around it, it could now been. I do, I can't say whether it yeah. could have been or not I'm know. I'm just posing the question yeah. on it. Um, maybe, yeah maybe it would have been maybe it would have been idea to maybe just tweak it a little bit and just you know pull out relegation altogether for for the for the intermediate championship, um, you know, but it, it's a hard one, I suppose. Again, because we don't know the ins and outs of the, of the story in Kildare. We hope that they are back playing Camogie. We want to see an intercounty oh God, in Kildare do, yeah. next year, like we really, really do. Be it at whatever grade, but I do think you know it, it certainly does seem a little bit unfair to the three teams that are currently fighting relegation at the moment because they probably don't want to be there either, um, and and it's just unfortunate for them. Okay, well, let's go down through the Nancy. Is that the Nancy Murray? No, it's not. I'm going to the Premier Junior All Ireland Championship, and I'm trying to find the quarterfinals here. And this one is going to be between Limerick and Ross Common and Cavan and Clare, and that's going to be taking part as a double header in Clayton on this Saturday coming. And the final will take place on the sixth 
obviously as a triple header semi-finals are also down for the 22nd and I don't see any relegation um, in the Premier Junior either back down so um, I'm assuming that there isn't going to be any but uh, yeah so obviously the four teams that I called out Anya, Limerick, Roscommon, Cavan and Clare so you have Limerick, Roscommon, Cavan and Clare which leaves Armagh and Tipperary then are getting the boys into the semi-final there because they are group winners. So obviously the three group winners and that came out of it. Um, so we wish all the teams in the Premier Junior the very best of luck at the weekend as well. Obviously there's still under-16 championship matches going ahead and our under-16s were taking part after the uh, exam uh Period of time is over. So the under-16s saw Cork having a win over Galway at the weekend. Kilkenny and Wexford played in Freshford uh, at the weekend. Nine points to five. A very low scoring affair um, altogether when you look at it. Now there was a gale force wind I know in Freshford at the weekend as well. But uh, Tipperary coming away with victory over Limerick. 2.14 to 2.5 which means as the table currently stands Cork are top of the group with 12 points Tipperary and Galway are second and third respectively with 7 points each and Kilkenny are just scraping in there at the minute on the bounds that uh, there is wait now who won between Kilkenny and Limerick? That's not played yet it was played. It was Limerick. Kilkenny and Limerick. Limerick won that. So actually, Limerick should be ahead in the table if it's right, if it goes in the head-to-head first. Um, but we need to see and get that clarified as well. But anyway, it does leave the scenario between the last round of games which take place on this weekend coming. So Wexford is playing... I'm going to start at the top. Cork are playing Tipperary. Both of them are already true. Galway is playing Kilkenny Mm -hmm. so this has uh, an importance because if Galway do win this game it all depends on the last game then between Wexford and Limerick so a draw will do Limerick to qualify if Galway beat Kilkenny Mm -hmm. Um, if Wexford win and Galway win Wexford will take the fourth spot in it if Kilkenny win Kilkenny are going to go through anyway mm-hmm. um, which doesn't make any difference and they will go through then with Cork, Tipperary and Galway so realistically Kilkenny do have to beat Galway yep. in their last game to qualify for the All-Ireland semi-final they haven't had the best of championships so far so can they get a result against Galway? Yeah I think so I think um, you know coming off the back of a win I suppose last week and they've obviously had a break of a couple of weeks you know with junior start leaving starts whatever the case may be um, and I think they'll have to probably find that momentum and grind out a win to you know to continue on with an under 16 All-Ireland uh, All-Ireland campaign and you know it would be a pity for the girls not to qualify um, out of the group at this stage um, so hopefully listen you can just keep your fingers crossed for them and hope that they do get a victory against Galway like it's going to be a tough task there's no point in disputing that it won't be um, but they have home venue so hopefully we can get a victory out of it. Yeah, don't know where that game is going to be played yet. Um, we're going to move on to the B Championship then. Um, obviously, the A Finals, we have to say as well, is going to be held in UPMC in Nolan Park on the 29th of July. So that will be fast approaching as well. In the B Under-16 Championship, Mayo is going to play Kildare in the last round of games. That is in Group A. And Kerry is going to play Carlo. Um, long journey for Carlo, I can tell you, in that one to get played. While in Group B at the weekend, it's going to 
going to be Derry uh, versus Down and that game is in Down while Westmeath host Meath and that game is going to be in Raharney which all means in the table end of things uh, we're assuming the top two teams is going to qualify out of this for the semi-finals so currently it is Down and Derry in Group B and to be fair they can't be beaten they can't be touched so Down and Derry is going to qualify so that game is going to really be to know who does top the group because it might have a bearing on how the semi-finals go and in the other game Kildare and Roscommon um, is there as well uh, Roscommon doesn't have a game at the weekend they're already through and Carlo and Kerry actually can't be touched so the four teams in Group B is actually going to be Kildare, Roscommon Derry and Down so they're going to be contesting the semi-finals the draw for that is not done yet yet though um, so Carlo travelling to Kerry so hopefully they can finish on a win on you because mm-hmm. it would be nice to get um, your last victory in that and to have a win yeah it's great for them um, moving along then to Ryan C we've only the one group in Ryan C we have and uh, games played last weekend Donegal and Wicklow was cancelled uh, doesn't say any more on that one Tyrone had a very big win against Louth uh, not going to call out the score let's just say it was comprehensive um, so the games the weekend is Tyrone versus Donegal um, and Wicklow is going to take on Cavan and if we look at the table I'm assuming it's the four teams is going to come out of this one and I don't think there can be much of a change to it because there's mm-hmm. such a, a difference at the minute so Tyrone, Cavan, Wicklow and Donegal is going to qualify for the All-Ireland semi-finals in that one and if I just check the fixtures yes there is All-Ireland semi-finals in that so they're the four teams that is going to qualify out of Ryan C if we move along to the under 16A Shield competition there was games that was played at the weekend um, Antrim and Waterford played out a cracking game at the National Development Centre in Abbottstown the same as Dublin and Leash both of them are playing there as well so Dublin coming away with the victory Antrim coming away with the victory and Clare had a very good win over Offaly at the weekend which means that there is last round of games at the weekend coming Leash are playing Antrim Offaly host Dublin and Waterford are going to host Clare there is four teams to come out of this one and it's still anybody's game mm. Antrim are top of the minute Offaly Clare and Dublin all have six points each in second third and fourth place respectively Leash can still qualify and Waterford can still qualify as well if they get um, a victory. So that one is really wide open there. Waterford are currently at the bottom of the table, but if they get a victory against Clare at the weekend, they could potentially overtake um, Leash, but depending on head-to-head and score difference, etc. We don't know what way that's going to go yet, but the possibility is there indeed. So that's the way it is. Just a brief uh, little synopsis, I suppose. The protest that we saw in Dublin last weekend was escalated a little bit further this weekend in all Camogie and LGFA games. All of the players came out to do their warm-up and they all wore t-shirts with hashtag United for Equality on them. And as soon as the national anthem was over, both teams retired to the dressing room to put on the playing jerseys, which meant that play was delayed starting for between anywhere between five and ten minutes for the games as well. And this is an escalation, as we said, in relation to the players' charter that we spoke about last weekend as well. Now, going to get your take on it. 
I know we got your take on it live as well at the weekend. We've also had people say at the weekend and at the games in Nolan Park, sure, this is nonsense. This is, they're doing it. It's not going to come, nothing is going to come about from it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to do something, meaningful way of doing it is to sit down, have discussions and try and trash it out. That going out and putting a t-shirt on them and delaying the start of a game by whatever amount of time is going to be is meaningless and it's not going to have any effect whatsoever. So what's your take on it? <clears throat> I get it from both sides. I c- Okay, I know the, okay, against, we'll say the Kilkenny match against Dublin, they were sitting on the ground for whatever it was, 34 seconds. I can see why they were doing it. I didn't get it, if I'm honest, um, because I just felt like, what was it doing? It was only delaying a match by a minute, right? And I was kind of like in two minds, I was like, I'm, I'm fully, I'm fully witchy. I'm fully backing what you want, a hundred percent. Like, absolutely, totally agree that you know you should be getting exactly what you need to be getting. You should, everything should be equal, hundred percent on that. And then, but I just couldn't understand. I just felt like the forty, the thirty, forty seconds that they were sitting down on the ground. I was like, oh, there's nothing going to come from that. Yes, there was absolutely fantastic pictures. We've seen them all over social media, and they were brilliant. But then when they did the protest on this weekend, and I know I probably said something different last weekend, but I suppose I was just thinking more and more about it. When they did the protest last weekend and they wore the t-shirts, I was like, right, okay, they're up in their game here, so this is a good thing. And then they went into the dressing room and I was like, right, okay, this is much a much more improvement on than just sitting on the ground for the however long they sat on the ground for. They're meaning business. And I suppose now the thing is, what are they going to do next Sunday? Are they going to get away with delaying a match in Crow Park for 10 or 15 minutes? Yeah, plus the fact this is going to be televised from what I can yes. get alive as well. This like, is a big so, thing. Like, yeah. you know, I, I think they're going to be told, no, guys, you can't do... I, I think they are going to be told you can't do anything. But are they going to listen to it? Because, I mean, if you're going to be out on the field, how can you it's physically... a strange one. Yeah, how can you physically stop someone from doing yeah. it, you know? Like, they're probably I mean, going to have I, to stay on the field and just not... Yeah, they're I probably spoke with Kate Kelly yeah. um, last Monday on Full Time and uh, you can go back and listen to that interview on the uh, podcast, mm-hmm. you know, through Full Time. You'll be able to hear that as well. It's the first one that is there. And the players themselves, like, can can you see anything coming from this? Like, I, re- mm-hmm. realistically, I mean, we know where the players are trying to go. Yeah. Okay, but and the, we're backing them. We're not saying we're not backing them, but I think you we're know, just the, kind the, of like... The question is there as well, that we know the men is there, the men yeah. has their charter, etc. in place, but if the GPA is pushing this, and the GPA has 4,000-odd members, there's not much support coming from the fellas. No. You know, when you look at it that way, if they're all supposed to be the one body... um. And again, I, I, I don't know what way this is working. I mean, I was talking to Kate about this and she didn't really know whether the, the boys, they're in support of the females behind the scenes, yes, and they want them to have a quality, etc. But like, realistically, can they afford to be seen to be doing the same things, we'll say, as the females? Like, can you see Kilkenny and Claire going out wearing T-shirts with United for Equality? before they're All-Ireland Senior Hurling Semi-Final and either throwing off the tops then before they start or going into the changing room and doing the same and delaying the camogie or delaying their semi-final the same as the camogie if they do the very same thing which I'm only hypothetically speaking about here now I'm not saying that is going to happen Yeah, 
Like we don't know obviously what's going to we happen. We don't. We don't know what's going to happen this weekend. We expect something to be happen. I think they probably will wear the t-shirts again. Um, I, I don't think they'll. I, I don't think there'll be a, a kind of like a, a walk off the pitch demonstration um, this weekend because I don't think Crow Park stewards will allow it with time because they like to be fair like they are very strict in Crow Park. Like you have to be out on the pitch at a certain time. You have X amount of time to warm up in your warm up area. Like everything is done on clock like and you it's cannot defer. Precision. You literally cannot defer from that so I don't think they're going to get away with it in in Crow Park but I'm sure listen they probably have something in it again and listen this, I, I stand to be corrected because I would like I, I'll take my hat off if it does happen I cannot see um, a senior hurling team or a senior lads football team um protesting with the with the ladies. I really can't see it. Now, I don't know. Maybe they will. I don't think they will. I think they need to if something wants to be taken serious. But I don't think they will. I think the lads are literally, they're standing there. And like to be fair, like the lads are probably, they probably are in 100% in support. Like they're probably saying, yeah, absolutely, the women. Because like, you know, we're very lucky in Kilkenny. Like the, the hurlers really do support the Camogie women. And like, again, we can only talk from a Kilkenny point of view. Like we know that the Kilkenny hurlers do support the, the Kilkenny Camogie players. We do know, that, do know that. But again, I can't see them going out the day of an All-Ireland semi-final, a massive game for them that they're going to be taking, that they're going to be wearing a t-shirt and doing a protest. That's not going to happen. Let's call a spade a spade. Forget about it ain't happening um, but I don't know like it, it's I think there's probably other things that can be done yes they probably do need to go in and sit down and talk because I don't as much as as much and again I want to reiterate this we absolutely are backing the, the girls we want them to get exactly what they deserve to get we do understand the United in quality United in equality we do stand behind it but I just don't see the demonstrations that are after happening over the last two games. I don't see them making any impact. Yes, it's making people talk, but I think it's possibly not doing all it is doing is making people talk talk is good but the people that needs to be talking at the other end of yeah, the scale as well you know they, yeah. they, they all have to sit down and mm-hmm. I mean they're adults like, you know they're, they're grown people Yeah, it's not as if they're I don't know I'd, I'd also question ambush. I'd also and I probably could get it for this um, oh, I Jesus. would <laughs> should, I, should I mute now where's it's okay, the, it's where, okay. we where's can edit the, this where's the dump button <laughs> we can edit this um, I also would question and again I don't know I'm speculating um, I would also question if every single one of the Camogie players are happy to do these demonstrations as well Mm, don't know when Do you, you know, look like, at it because, they, like, yeah. I think I think you have to remember like for a lot of players like they go into a match and they have their own way of focusing on things and like some of them very much and have, you did like, say this this takes the focus yeah, away it from it, a big and I game think that, like, if, if it's me right and I have like if I'm going into a match and I have my way of doing things like you know and I you know try to keep to the same routine so I know that like my focus is solely on a match and then somebody says right you're wearing this t-shirt for the warm up whatever about wearing the t-shirt that's grand that wouldn't bother me but then like just as you know right game time throw in is at two o'clock so I'm going to be ready at two o'clock first ball that comes to me but then like the match is delayed by ten minutes it does throw you off it can, and it can it can throw some players off especially it does like at the normal time players. even for extra time if yeah. you're waiting for a game and exactly. the game is coming after yeah. you etc so and like, yeah and this is why I would question are all players in support of this and, and that's and that's the only reason why I'm questioning it because I do think it can throw it can throw players off like their focus and like their well, routine well I don't know I can't answer the question yeah. but we'll look we'll just have to wait yeah. and see um, how things progress along with that one right let's go from protests to winning because you had, I suppose, a pull and a plug over the last couple of weeks to get to Tullerone last weekend 
for a big day, a big event, because you were holding a sevens competition. It was a huge event on you because teams came, yeah. you ran it, yeah. teams won, and Tuller Owen won. <sighs> oh my God, I'm exhausted. Are you, are you tired though? Like, I are, are you really exhausted. tired? I am absolutely exhausted from it all. Um, I don't know how people do this all the time. And I said it to the women yesterday. <laughs> but I said it to the women yesterday that, that were down, like helping us out now. Because I have to say, like... If something is going on in Tullerone, you can be guaranteed that every household in the parish and the community will be down helping you. Like from, I mean, like I had, like I'm helping out with the under 13 boys down in Tullerone and like every single, now I did have to bribe them with burgers and hot dogs and stuff like that. But ah, still, I still got it. them down. But like they were down there and literally, I, like people were flabbergasted. Like you go up to them and I said, right lads, that pitch is finished. Would you go pick those flags? Well, they were running like 90, picking up rubbish. Like, I mean, every house in the parish of Tullerone own was out in force at the weekend there was an under 11 boys blitz there on Saturday everybody was down helping Camogie Blitz on Sunday now everybody was down help between the, the GA club the Camogie club the soccer club the late, the mothers and others everybody was helping and it seemed to be such, a great spectacle it was absolutely brilliant um, so it, like you know it was it was a long day first throw in throw in probably in the first game was delayed by about 20-25 minutes there was a bit of a rain so we were just kind of letting that off Um but we had 200 players, um, f- 20 different teams from 15 clubs, 54 games. Um, the t- the finalists played seven games um, over a spell of 140 minutes camogie, which is basically two and a half games when you put two and a half full full games in the day. It's fair and going, all it's right. It's serious going. Now, you could see by them they were absolutely bet, but it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I'm absolutely delighted with it. So much help. So And that's what you need for events like this. You need so much help, so much volunteers. Everybody in Tullerone got You do know the problem with this though, don't you? It's going to be... Well, listen, we always... It was so good this year yeah. that it's going to get bigger next year. Well, do you know what? We actually said like this year, like we're going to go big, go go bigger, go home and like we will only literally learn from the mistakes. Yeah. We will only literally learn from any mistakes or any tweaks that we need to make and we listen, we knew from earlier on the day like we're like, right, that's something we can improve and like literally throughout the whole day we're like, right, that's something we can improve on for next year. That's something we can improve on for next year. But it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Um, We had, yeah, so we had three different counties. So we had Wexford, we had Kilkenny, we had Tipperary involved. Um, So we had the Bill Hennessy Shield um, which is there so Bill Hensley Shield first came in in 2018 um, Neve and Rachel Dowling who are members of Tullerone Camogie Club um, it would be their grandfather so um, the Hennessy's would always be, have been heavily involved in Tullerone GA and Camogie tr- for many many years um, so when we approached them back in 2018 and asked them they absolutely no hassle at all no problem at all we're only delighted so we were delighted to be able to keep that cup uh, to be able to keep that shield going um, so David Dowling um, presented the um, pre- presented the Bill Hennessy Shield to Moneygall from Tipperary who won that who won that shield beating Young Ireland's of Gorn in the final so it was great to have Kilkenny Tipperary team in the final absolutely brilliant like really good to see um, and then this year we had the newly named Chris Marr Cup so Chris um, you know the father of um, our current chairperson Brenda and Noel Marr who you know many people across Kilkenny Camogie know um, Martina Marr Marie Marr Catherine Marr and all the boys as well and I must say like both the Hennessy and the Marr families came down on their thrones yesterday to, to watch and to help out and to, to look at all the games and Breedamar 
was running up and down that line all day yesterday like you know Chris's wife um, she, you, you listen you could have turned her into the middle of the field and she'd still bait a ball around the place <laughs> like she was like young when she was absolutely busting it out of it um, so the, the final was held and it came down to the local derby between Tullerone and St. Bridget's of Ballycallan and what a treat I mean like there was cars literally coming in on their side when they heard that the final what time the final was on who was in the final um, and it was great to see so Tullerone coming out victory in that by two points and you have to say like every team that was there was so complimentary they, everybody was so lovely yesterday um, they all had really good things to say about it and everybody was really happy and the main thing is everybody got club games like all the club players got club games like they were all guaranteed at least four games each so like you know they got a good whatever it was 40 they only got a game and a half each anyway as it was yesterday and then obviously if you qualify for court final semi-finals and finals and then we had um, so much Sinead Keown was named the um, player of the tournament um, so our referees actually nominated the player of the match from every game and Brian Doheny and his daughter Ailish Ailish was kind of keeping Brian on toe yesterday running around getting scores from all the referees and the player of the matches so Brian fair play to him he kept the whole thing going yesterday updating the scoreboards the whole lot for us and that's who came out as our player of the tournament um, Ellie O'Neill from St. Bridges Valley Callan won the long puck competition as well um, what else yeah so we had trophies for the both winners um, it was just a brilliant day thanks to our referees we had uh, Julian O'Dwyer Connor Everett Richie Holland uh, Vivian Holmes and Willie Carney yesterday they were absolutely brilliant they had a great day we had a barbecue going all day The, Vic, uh, the uh, Mikey Marin Jenny kept kept everybody well fed yesterday. We had all the women doing the teas and sandwiches. I'm not going to name them all out. There's so many people and I know I've definitely forgot people but like literally it was absolutely brilliant to see. It was such a really, really good day. I'm absolutely exhausted from it um, but we are so thankful and it went off brilliant. Now we were only like 20, 30 minutes behind schedule um, but it was brilliant. It was That's a great, great day. No, it was Do you know what? We had the Order of Malta out there as well and thanks to the two guys that came out because we did need them on the day and thanks to all the teams greatly appreciated we hope any of the guys got injured are going to be okay and um, thanks again for making it such a great day well done thanks you can breathe now I can breathe now you can breathe I'm, and you can go to sleep I'm going to go yeah I'm <laughs> breathe and go sleep and do you know what I think I'm actually going to go on a holiday for myself now after that but yeah it was, it was brilliant well, if you're going on holiday you're bringing us with you that's yeah. definitely because yeah. we don't need a holiday at this stage do you know what it was it was just so lovely at the end of the game like and what was really nice I think what was really nice for Breedemar as well um, you know because it was probably the first Camogie team I think in a long time that didn't have a mar on it because Noel has obviously gone travelling to Australia Well you know what you're going to have to do for next year you're going to have to put in a kind of a Masters kind of a seven aside in the middle of it and Yeah Oh she'd, she'd show a few people how to I her know. Like, She really would Like She's brilliant She's absolutely brilliant Could you imagine some of the, the players that has played in the past like, yeah. in, a, in a Masters itself going out and Baiting seven loads of you know yeah. what out oh, of one another still yeah. I mean, and they have it yeah oh absolutely they have it you know yeah. the, you, you, it's like riding a bicycle yeah you I have never to say, forget I'm um, sorry as well thanks to two young lads who I basically bullied into um, taking over the long book competition <laughs> for me Eamon <laughs> um, O they volunteered they volunteered yes Eamon Oak Holland and uh, Niall Holland um, were looking after that for us they, they had to be forced into doing it but fair play to the boys they <laughs> They took it over and they ran it well, so we're absolutely delighted with that as well. Well, well done to everybody involved in Tullerone and everyone who took part, and well done to Money Goal and Tullerone, the victors in both of them. And you never know, sure, we might be even out there 
next year. Yeah, we missed we missed it because we were busy Saturday yeah. and we were just we were like you we were wrecked after yeah. of course. Um, yeah, so look, busy weekend ahead, folks. Don't forget the senior matches on Sunday, half one in front of the hurling game. It is Kilkenny versus Cork. It's a repeat of last year's All Ireland final. Get to Crow Park early on Sunday and support both teams, the hurlers and the Camogie women, the hurlers in the semi final, looking to get into the All Ireland final, um, while the Camogie women looking to get into the semi final. And it is a home uh, venue um, potentially in the semi final. It is going to be in Nolan Park on the 22nd. So it would be great to have Kilkenny. Uh, there and taking part in it as well and of course then the intermediates on a Saturday 3 o'clock in Semple Stadium get there as well sure it's only up the road for a lot of us and they deserve uh, a lot of support as well my thanks to everybody behind us in the scenes um, who keeps the podcast rolling along we are getting near the end of season 4 we will be starting season 5 very 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 soon and I suppose on this we are putting a plea out um, at this moment in time because we have been working in the background for the Come On Kind team of the year and the plan for the team of the year this year is the last two that we have had, we've had a small little gathering. The first one was in Nolan Park where the team was just picked. They came and they got their little prize afterwards. Last year, all of the nominees were invited out to Dixborough. It was a great night and the team was announced on the night as well. So behind the scenes this year, we were hoping to do something similar to what the All-Stars have in Dublin when the inter-county players go, was to have a black tie event for um, all of our nominees for the Come On Kind team of the year. So whatever it is, the 90 plus nominees would all get invited to a hotel to take part in the All-Stars and it will be a huge banquet, black tie affair, uh, lots of uh, extras that was put into it um, with Prosecco wine reception, uh, dinner, you know, for professional photographers there, etc. Nice trophies then. So a really big deal was going to be made about this. But unfortunately, all this costs money. Um, and we are pleading if anybody is out there that's listening and maybe they own a business or, you know, they can help us out in any way, there is um, a package that is available for businesses. And I suppose this is really being aimed at the bigger businesses themselves um, that is able to... Uh, to I suppose put this in for expenses or whatever way they're able to do it for um, charity and community organisations and to help out people um, in relation to advertising or sponsorship or whatever way that's available and there is a couple of packages available so if you want to get in contact with us we would really love to hear from you because we would love to make this um, a reality for all of our club players to be able to honour them at the end of the year in uh, December so the hotel is provisionally booked everything is ready to go it's just the finances that are required and if you can help out at all at all please do get in contact with us you can do so via either email you can get in contact with me directly at martinquilty at uh, kclr96fm.com or through the podcast uh, email address which is comeonkind at kclr96fm.com either one of those um, we would love to hear from you and if you can help out at all at all it would be great um, and hopefully the, the plan of ours and we have been working on this since 
the last evening out in Palmerstown when we tried to put all this together and we st- we are still working in the background and we have been approaching the uh, the big multinational businesses as well to see if they can come on board and support um, we're not getting much luck at the minute so if anybody is out there and they are uh, looking or willing to help out in any way at all at all please do get in contact but my thanks to everybody here as always in the KCLR studios for making this evening's podcast available it is available of course every Tuesday evening wherever you get your podcast from don't forget download it it is also available through the KCLR app and you can also get it through the KCLR scoreline.ie sports website as well but until next week we don't know what's happening the weekend so we'll just have to play that by ear keep an eye on all the KCLR social media channels whether we are out or not covering the games but if not we will be back here again next week to see whether we are going to be celebrating for All-Ireland semi-finals or whether we are going to be signing off and getting ready to start into the club championships. But but from myself and Anya and everyone here in the KCLR studios, it's goodbye for now and see you next week. Bye. Bye.